Blog Talk Radio. show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, March 4th, 2019. And as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Well, ladies, it is Monday, and what a glorious Monday it is. Guess what? Because we all woke up this morning, and we were blessed with another 24 hours to to create and make things happen, to, um, you know, basically create and pave the way for our success. So it's important to always be so grateful for every single day that you are given. I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you, you took some time to joy pamper yourself. You know, those small things that you can do to bring joy into your life. Now, as a reminder, If you didn't take the time to review your calendar on yesterday, Sunday, and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled uh, are supporting your goals for this week, then you know what you need to do, right? You need to do so immediately following the show. This is going to help you to stay focused and clear on all of your business priorities. And of course, as you know, you know, as the CEO of of your company, that is your primary role, is to, is to continually stay clear and focused on the priorities, on the visions of your company. You know, our theme all this month of March is becoming a savvy networking woman, and I have truly enjoyed it so far. Uh, I, I love networking. I love talking with people, helping people. Um, But I also love that networking can also bless you in the way of bringing about prospects for you as well. But you must know the etiquette. You must know how to properly communicate with individuals that you meet. And, of course, as we, you know, look at all of the services and products that we offer, you know, we want to We want to close some sales. We definitely want new customers and clients, but we also have to be careful and look at, again, how we are communicating. Um, And so as you would not want someone just coming up on you saying, hey, buy this product or buy this uh, purchase this service, neither should you approach anyone else like that as well. There is an etiquette to networking, and it requires you to introduce yourself and create an environment or atmosphere of familiar trust with someone really before you try to sell. Now, there are going to be times that there is an exception to that rule. For example, if you purchase a vendor table at a networking event, and you actually take the, you know, you you actually set out different things that you may have for sale, your cards or what have you, it's more acceptable at that point um, to be selling certain services and products at your vendor table. But if you don't have a vendor table and you're just at a networking event, networking like everyone else, it is not proper etiquette to just, you know, pounce and start trying to sell. And so, again, what we're going to be talking about today is that as you 
as you uh, get business cards from other people, as you begin to expand your connection database, it's going to be important to know how to actually segment all of that, right? And so that's what we're going to be talking about later on in the show is how do you properly segment your contacts that you're getting at networking events. So that's coming up. Also, we're going to look at the five questions of leadership and authority. These are questions that we ask every Monday to help you as the CEO have your aha moments and look at how you might need to improve or enhance your leadership and authority skills, right? So we're going to look at that. And um, we're going to talk about our 100K movement, uh, which is very important. Uh, This year, our goal at Women About Biz is to create an atmosphere and environment of 100,000 women in our Facebook group. And we are well on the way um, with that particular campaign. So I want to fill you in on that as well. I'm so excited that you're here. And for those of you that have just tuned in, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show. Um, Normally, we have been simultaneously broadcasting also in our Facebook community live, but we were unable to do that today. We were having a little bit of technical difficulty, so hopefully we have uh, some of our ladies who normally listen in uh, on Facebook lives. Hopefully, we have some of you who are also listening on the radio as well. You know, this past weekend, I really had the opportunity um, to really gain some clarity on where I was going in my business, and again, by looking at my calendar. And one of the things that I had noticed uh, in my calendar is that I lacked the proper space to follow up with other individuals that I had talked with already last week. And so I want to remind you that as you are Connecting. If you are like me, calling three to five new people every day, uh, connecting with people, having connection calls, don't forget that you still have to follow up with those connections, okay? Um, Because I realized that I had not actually scheduled a follow up uh, for certain connections. I realized that I hadn't talked to some of those people in a couple of weeks since I initially connected with them. So I was able to catch that by actually reviewing my planner and seeing that I lacked proper follow-up with my connections. And so, again, I want to remind all of you, uh, this is very, very important that you review your calendar and that you look at your calendar at the top of the week so that it it can really prevent you from letting things fall through the cracks as well as remind you of things that you don't even have have listed on there. And again, a lot of things that we have listed on our calendar just really need to be eliminated or postponed because they really have nothing to do with helping us to accomplish our goals. And again, we're not talking about doctor's appointments, important school meetings for your children, that kind of thing. But we're talking about activities that you are allowing to get in your way of of really pursuing success in your business. You know, sometimes I I want to rem- I have to remind myself as I want to remind you now that you chose your business. You birthed your business. It did not ask to be chosen a birth. You birthed it, right? And so because of that, you have a a responsibility to make sure that you are nurturing and taking care of your business properly. And uh, I remember I did this segment called 
are you babying your business? Because there are a lot of women who hold on to their businesses just like they do their children, and they don't let them grow up in a more nurtured environment. And um, as women, we do that with our businesses as well. Well, this brings to mind that sometimes we don't realize that we could be abusing our business, um, but we are. Um, because we're not investing in our business or because we're not giving it enough time or attention, we are abandoning it in many ways. And so we have to pick back up and we have to make sure that we plan properly for our business. And we can easily do this by committing to a number of hours that we are going to work on our business each week. So I wanted to come back and revisit that about making sure that you review your calendar because it is just that important. Listen, ladies, you know, as we come up, you know, in March, here we are three months in the year. And I know I've spoken with a lot of my clients one-on-one, and many of them have shared with me that, you know, they feel like they're just getting started because they didn't have certain things in place or they didn't lay the foundation or they were too slow getting started in January. So here they are in March, just now getting started. So what I want to just say to you in reference to as you move forward with the rest of this year, I cannot talk enough about being a queen of proactivity, uh, doing things ahead of time. Now, for some of you, um, your habits are not really compatible with that because you for so long have been waiting to the last minute to do things that you have actually developed a habit of procrastination and you're looking for that buzz, for that last moment nervousness um, so that you can go ahead and and jump in and do things. But listen, I want to let everyone know being proactive really is the way to go. When you do things ahead of time, you can um, catch mistakes, you can enhance, you can improve, you can make things happen better for yourself. And and I want to be transparent here because I am not always like that, but I have such a desire to be, you know, a, a master of proactivity that I really have put it in my calendar every day um, to do things ahead of time. I've scheduled things ahead of time. I've, I've set in place a lot of things to help me break the habit of procrastinating and waiting to the last moment. And of course, I, I fervently am practicing what I preach and teach to other women because I want to be a living, breathing example for all of you, you know, as we all move towards and strive towards having successful businesses and successful lives. For those of you that have just tuned in, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I'm Trina Newby, your host and founder of Women About Biz and, of course, your success coach. I'm so excited that you're here with me today, and uh, I want to let, for those of you know, Um, who are new to the show, that you have come to the right place. If you're looking for a positive environment on on Mondays that can motivate you and encourage you to move forward and remind you of some things that you need to do for your business, guess what? You definitely have come to the right place. So make sure you mark your calendar for every Monday, including holidays at 12 noon Eastern time, and make sure that you share it with other businesswomen. 
So, hey, ladies, want to let you know what's coming up with our 100K campaign. Uh, I am so very, very excited about it. And so we've had a warm response, and so many women have already signed up as ambassadors for the campaign. And so I guess many of you who are new to the show are probably saying, well, what is the 100K campaign? What is it all about? Well, our goal is to have 100,000 women in our community, our private community on Facebook. If you could imagine having access to 100,000 women where you're able to establish new relationships, where you're able to connect, collaborate, where you're able to help people who are looking for your type of services or products, wouldn't that be absolutely incredible? Yes, it would. And so that is what the 100K campaign is all about at Women About Biz. It is about women unifying and joining forces together for a better networking experience. And of course, uh, at Women About Biz and in our community, we are going to be uh, providing you with some free courses on business networking. We're going to be talking about networking throughout the year in our Facebook community. Uh, We aim to help and show women how they can better communicate, how they can better network and how it can work really wonderfully when we all come together. You know, networking isn't just about um, collecting business cards, right? It is so much more, and we are going to show you how. Now, first of all, this is what you should know. At womenaboutbiz.net, we have a wonderful channel called Savvy Networking Woman. And when you visit Savvy Networking Woman, you're going to be able to experience great how-to articles on networking. If you haven't developed your networking plan yet, there's an outline there for you to develop your networking plan. What's that, you might ask? Well, just as you do a business plan, you should have a method or a system as to how you are effectively networking for your business type, right? So that's what that is. And so, again, I want to encourage all of you, if you have not signed up for our free membership at Women About Biz, I want you to go ahead and make sure that you do. Um, because we have some wonderful things in store for those of you that get signed up as actual members on the site. And then, of course, make sure you visit our channel, Savvy Networking Woman, which I know that you're absolutely going to love. Now, for the 100K campaign to learn more about that and how you can actually participate, if you visit womenaboutbiz.net, that's womenaboutbiz.net, B-I-Z as in zebra.net. If you visit that .net, then you can automatically see the blog entry on the 100K campaign. And of course, we share with you five easy steps to participate in this incredible movement. You know, the time has come where we can no longer do selfish networking, and that is go to a networking event or network with others just for the purpose of wanting to close a sale. But we have to become women in the blessing business. We also have to help each other. We have to bless each other with resources, with information. We we need to be open to collaborate with one another as well. So again, this is what the 100K campaign is all about. And I encourage all of you to join the movement with me uh, in saying that you believe as women that we should unify, that we should connect together for the purpose of helping 
helping each other to grow successful businesses, not only from a standpoint of promoting ourselves, but from a standpoint of collaboration and helping one another with resources as well. It is 12.16 after the hour. You are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I want to thank everybody for dialing in today. And again, uh, I think we have some of our Facebook um, community members listening in uh, live on the Blog Talk platform as well. Uh, and again, uh, we were having technical difficulties getting on Facebook uh, with our live uh, today. So we are only on the Black Blog Talk platform. Um, you know, for those of you that didn't know it, Facebook and Instagram uh, went completely out for several hours last early last week. And um, I have not seen an announcement as to what happened or why they went out. I'm not sure if it was a security breach. Don't know. I'm sure we'll hear some information. But usually when you don't hear what happened, um, it's been a security breach, and they'll let us know as they investigate and, and later discover what happened, right? Um, but a lot of people, there's been a lot of buzz, a lot of people talking about that outage and how it impacted a lot of people who had uh, groups and fan pages and uh, serviced their memberships completely and solely through those groups. And so I want to remind you uh, that Facebook Instagram, LinkedIn, these these wonderful social networks are free, okay? We're not paying for them, as of yet, that is, because I believe some type of payment system is coming down the pipe, but for right now, they are free, and so you should never, ever put all of your faith, hope, and trust in a free system, uh, but you should always have a backup. Um, and for those of you that have Facebook groups, here's one thing you should know. Facebook does allow you to, when someone requests membership in your group, they allow you to ask questions. And I encourage all of you um, to get the name, email, and phone number of people who are in your group, ask those questions. Um, and a lot of people say, well, I don't want to ask those questions because people don't want to answer them and then I'm losing members. What does it profit you if you have people in your group and Facebook is down for two days or three days and you can't connect with your people via email, uh, what, what does it profit you? What if you lose your Facebook group because uh, somebody reports your group as a spam group, okay? Uh, and until Facebook investigates, they take your group down. How can you communicate or connect with your people then? And so, again, we have to start thinking outside of the box when it comes to utilizing free service. While we continue to use the power of free, we should also be smart and make sure that we have an alternative way of connecting with individuals. And um, I'd like to use Women About Biz as an example because if you go take a look at womenaboutbiz.com and click on community, you will see that we have set up a system uh, where we invite people to join our Facebook group, but only after they 
put in their information, email, first, last name, and mobile phone number, right? And the reason why we do this is because we want to stay connected to people in our Facebook group. We want to make sure that we are providing them with quality service and information. And the only way we can do that is to have alternative methods of connecting with them, right? And so um, that's a good example for you. If you, again, go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on community, you'll see how we actually set up our page to invite people to join our Facebook group. And then if you go to our Facebook community page, if you're already a member, uh, if you go there, you will notice that we also have questions in our joined uh, section where where people ask to join our group, we automatically ask for the same information. Um, and we haven't become as strict with not allowing people in, but we're getting ready to. Why? It's because those people that truly want to belong and truly want to be in the group are going to want to stay connected with you. They're going to want to communicate with you and receive what you have. Now, there is great responsibility in doing this, right, because you want to make sure that you're not spamming people, sending too much information, uh, sending stuff that's just about sales and not sending valuable content that can really help other people. So you want to be careful about that uh, and, and practice responsible connections and communication. But I do want to use Women About Biz as an example because it's working wonderfully for us, and I have been encouraging um, our members to pay attention to what I'm doing. Um, I'm in a mastermind paying great money for it, a lot of money to be in this mastermind to teach me how to properly um, enhance what we're already doing on Facebook. And a lot of those methods and techniques are already working. And so, of course, my desire is to come back after I've learned and mastered it to share with you how to do the same thing. So we've already started implementing a lot of things that I've learned um, in my mastermind group. You guys can see it happening live um, as you visit womenaboutbiz.net and click on community and then look in our Facebook group as you see us doing a lot of things using technology, such as, uh, again, normally we simultaneously broadcast Successful Woman Radio both on the Blog Talk platform and also uh, on the Facebook Live as well. So again, pay attention, ladies, because there's so many ways that you will be able to use technology with your social media, but we must be responsible and we must protect ourselves and making sure that we have more than one way of connecting people who have already joined our Facebook groups, okay? Very, very key. Um, also, I want to let everyone know as well that this is the end, almost the end of first quarter. So um, I, I believe in evaluating our, your business, um, and I'm coming up with a great evaluation worksheet. I'm actually enhancing one that we already have. If you are a free member or, or a um, member at Women About Biz, uh, then you will have access to this worksheet. But it's going to be important at the end of the first quarter. This first quarter is more important than all of the other quarters, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if we evaluate ourselves properly and we are honest with ourselves regarding how much money we've brought into the business, how we're marketing the business, how our website is performing, if we're generating leads using our website, if we're generating leads using social media, based on our evaluation of our business for first quarter, that's going to help us 
greatly enhance what we're already doing or greatly improve the areas that we need to improve on in order to be more successful for the rest of the year. So it gets it helps us to reset, right? And why it's so important first quarter is because it will give us nine months to greatly improve and accomplish our monetary goals. And many of you have already shared with me that you want to generate six figures this year. And so many people have been asking me um, about the cash flow. Trina, are you going to, you know, are you going to do a cash flow uh, workshop? Are you going to do a cash flow workshop? And so I am getting it together, ladies. Um, I promise it's going to come out um, and I'm going to be marketing it before the end of March. But that's about all I can tell you. I am working fervently to get the cash flow information done. Um, but what I am doing is practicing what I preach and teach, which is not to tell you that the cash flow workshop is coming out and I don't have the material ready. So I am getting all the material ready, pulling out, pulling up the worksheets, prep getting that ready, and then I have to test the worksheets to make sure that everything is working properly, and then I'll be ready to share and give you some phenomenal um, information and teach you how to become a queen of cash flow, just like me. Um, the cash flow is going to be able to help you to do so much, and that's all a part of evaluating and practicing what you need to be doing to make your business grow. I can't talk about that enough. Um, as a matter of fact, I believe that's the CEO of your company. You should be looking at your cash flow every week, looking at ways that you can improve your business, ways you can cut back on your expenses, ways you can increase your sales, and the cash flow is going to help you do all of that. I want to go ahead and read to you five questions of leadership and authority. Um, these are questions that you can ask yourself any time that you need to, um, and you will hear them every Monday. And a lot of people say, well, you know, you read those questions over every Monday. Absolutely. Here's why. Because it's, it's designed to build in you as the CEO of your business a habit, the habit of thinking about these questions and a habit of continuously asking yourself these questions so you can improve. When you answer these questions on a consistent basis, you're going to get answers that are different as you progress, as you grow. And that is the whole purpose of these. So let's get started in the five questions of leadership and authority. Question number one. Am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? What's going to help you to get clear on your role as CEO is if you have a position description. I, you know, I'll say it now and I'll keep saying it. A position description helps keep you clear and focused on what you should be doing as the CEO of your company, which is so totally different than just being the laborer or the manager of your company. So keep that in mind. Here's question number two. What are my business priorities? Now, this is a clarity question because if you're unclear of where you should be at in your business and what you should be working on and what should be going on in your business, then it's going to be difficult for you to really 
understand and list what your business priorities are. But when you can't answer this question, that's when you should go back to the drawing board and, and, and you may have to come up with your own sub-questions. Why am I not clear? Why am I not sure about my business priorities? Had, had, you know, what were my business priorities last week or last month? This is very, very key. As the CEO, you have to have a bird's eye view over your company, just like you would be looking over a game board. Um, you've got to know how to properly move the pieces and know what you should be working on and what you should be delegating to others to do. Here's number three. Do I have a bird's eye view of the following areas? Now, I talked about a bird's eye view and being able to look over your company, but do you have a bird's eye view on your daily workflow, your marketing, your follow-up, your sales? Do you, have a, do you have a bird's eye view on all of those things? Here's question number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping me to market effectively, to follow up, to maintain my website, to close my sales? Do you have a power team that's helping you on certain areas of your business that you need help with? Well, a lot of you who are listening probably have not put into place an effective power team. Maybe you have a couple of people that you can call upon, but if you'll remember, a power team is basically your support structure. These are individuals that are professionals in their own right in different areas, okay, such as graphic design, accounting, bookkeeping, um, website design, um, content management, or um, people who write content, social media manager. All these types of individuals, are spe they specialize in doing a specific thing normally. They aren't all over the place, but they specialize in one specific thing. And it's important for you to have established relationship with these individuals before you actually need the service. Because when you need the service and just jumping and getting anybody to do that is not a good thing, right? And so it's important for you not to necessarily walk around saying, I need you on my power team. I need you. That the word or the term power team is really just for you. It's for you to segment in your mind and know that you have a group of individuals that are in place to help you. And let me tell you, ladies, it feels so good to open up your cell phone to see a group folder that says power team or support team, and you open it up and you have phone numbers, names, emails, and pe people at the click of a finger, with the click of a finger, that you can call right away and say, hey, I need this or that done, and you know that they're going to be able to provide that service to you, and, and you can check that off of your list. That, that is so empowering, and it can help so much, okay? And last but not least, in the five questions of leadership and authority is number five, do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? Okay. And so what that means is that um, do you already have a delegation system that you've kind of written out? You already know how your delegation system works. You know, once once you identify the person that you're going to delegate it to, 
then you create a description of what you need. You set your milestones or your deadlines of when you need it. And then, of course, uh, you hold a, a quick meeting with them to go over everything. And for accountability, you uh, create a follow-up schedule and let that person know we're going to follow up on these particular dates. Now, that's kind of like for a long-term project or even for a project that might be 30 days or so, but you need to follow up frequently. Because what I find oftentimes is I have a lot of clients telling me, you know, that people that they've given work to or information to have not really been get, not really been following up with them uh, to give them the work. And so that is why they have not completed a project. And so I turn it around on them and say, well, the, the responsibility of follow-up really is not in the hands of the person you delegated it to, but the responsibility of follow-up is really in your hands. You're responsible for setting the whole follow-up system. And so if someone is not getting something back to you, then that means that you did not have a good follow-up system and you have not set up all of the accountability things in place in order for that person to be held accountable. So remember, the goal here is to delegate, not abdicate. Remember, abdication is to completely give up something without follow-up. And that's not what we're trying to do as businesswomen. We're trying to delegate, which means to assign a task or a project with description, with expectations, with milestones and accountability. That's what that means. And so I want you guys to remember that as you are building your business. So there you have it, ladies, five questions of leadership and authority. Take this information, put it to use, implement it, uh, look at where you need to improve, and let's make it happen. It is 1233 after the hour, and you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. This is Trina Newby, your host and CEO founder of Women About Biz, and I'm so excited that you ladies are here with me today. Again, ladies, don't forget, if you have not joined our Facebook community, you can easily do so by going to womenaboutbiz.net and clicking on community and signing up. Um, right there on our community page. And then, of course, we will automatically send you an invitation to join our Facebook group and approve you. So don't forget to do that. If you're already a member of our Facebook group, then please make sure you go in and connect every day with at least two to three ladies that you see making comments. Um, connect with them um, because this is a great way to extend your contact database and also a great way for you to learn about new people who are living all across the U.S. So I want to go ahead now and I want to talk about uh, networking and something very important, which is segmenting your contacts, because a lot of people don't segment their contacts. And as a result, guess what's happening? They are actually, um, unfortunately, they are not as effective with connecting with people because you are not segmenting your contacts. And so today I'm going to talk to you about segmenting your contacts. What does that mean um, to segment your contact? What does it mean to establish your databases and make sure that they are actually working properly? You know, I find a lot of times that at networking events, um, it's interesting 
people have this tendency to um, go playing, go to networking, playing card games, right? It's like they're walking up to each other. Can I have a card? Can I have a card? Can I have a card? Um, and they're not even com- communicating. They're not even networking, right? And so it's important to know that while you're going to get business cards, you shouldn't be desperate for a business card to the point to where you actually, as you meet the person, you actually hold your your hand out an expectation of a business card. Here's, here's what you need to know and how you need to treat getting a business card. Business cards are like gold if you know how to treat them, okay? So for somebody to hand you their contact information, uh, a, a card with all of their contact information on it is quite special. And it is saying that I am giving you permission to connect with me. But what it's not saying is that I give you uh, permission to connect with me and put my email address in every single database that you you currently have. It's not saying that. And so I think a lot of people get confused that if somebody hands me their card, that gives me permission to therefore go and put them in my e-newsletter database, my sales funnel database, uh, my, my new offer database, my coupon database. I mean, no, it does not. And um, you need to understand that if you are doing that, and, and I can guarantee you if you're doing that, you're not getting good results. I, I almost can guarantee you that because it has been proven that unless somebody personally opts in to your newsletter um, or or your contact list in a specific way, they are not going to pay attention to what you are offering. And many of them will unsubscribe, okay? So you need to understand that. So let's talk a little bit about what happens after you actually connect with someone. What, What needs to actually happen there? Well, The first thing that needs to happen is you need to pay close attention, first of all, to what you're saying, because when you meet someone, you should have that 30-second infomercial down packed, right? Uh, About 30 seconds. Why? Because usually it's within that time frame that whatever you say to that person, they're going to be interested in what you have or not interested in what you have. So if someone says, oh, what do you do? You need to do more than just say, I'm a bookkeeper or I do gift baskets, because all you're going to get back in response to that is, oh, okay, right? So it's important for you to get used to when someone says, what do you do? I would create a 30-second infomercial using a question statement, because a question statement is going to engage the individual with they're going to have an answer for you and it it engages them and causes a conversation to stir rather than just saying blanketly, I do hair, I do gift baskets, I'm a bookkeeper, I'm a consultant, I'm an accountant. It's like, that's really not saying anything, is it? So you, you really need to consider starting out with a question 
relevant to what you do towards the other person that gets them to answer, and then you can start engaging, okay? For example, I'm a business consultant, and if I, for some reason, during the time frame that I'm networking, decide that the focus of my business networking this month is going to be on helping more people get a business loan, then I may start off with a question. If someone said, well, Trina, what do you do? I'm going to say automatically, well, I'm a success coach. Let me ask you a question. Are you in need right now of money to extend your business, such as um, expand your marketing or get new equipment or needing money for operational cash? And most people are going to say, yes, well, that's what I do. I help individuals to qualify for loans and I show you what you need to do so that you don't waste your time going to the bank. I have resources, I have information, and I have ways, even if your credit score is not as high as you want it to, for you to get business loans. That's going to spark their interest. And 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 a lot of people say, oh, I need to talk with you. I'm very interested in that. So again, um, the way I do it is I have a lot of different 30-second infomercials based on what I decide my focus and concentration is going to be on for the month. You know, sometimes I want to focus on a new service that I have. Sometimes I want to focus just on um, implementation, you know, business implementation consulting. It depends. And so you will, will feel the same way. What is your focus? So your focus doesn't always have to be on the exact thing in your business that you may want to carve a niche out and focus just on that. And so with me, I have a spiral bound notebook that I keep different 30 second infomercials in that have worked for me over the years. And I always look through there to see, well, what am I going to be doing, focusing on this month? What am I going to say or what have you? And I always pay attention whether I'm going to a group networking event or a networking event where I get to network one-on-one with individuals. Um, I always pay close attention to that or whether I'm going to a conference or a specific activity. So because you, you have to have different types of networking um, infomercials ready and prepared depending on what type of event it is, how many people are going to be there, if you're going to be asked to stand up in front of a group and introduce yourself, or if you're going to be networking one-on-one. So all of those things are very, very key. But one of the things that normally happens during networking is that the individual is going to give you a business card, and then you're going to give them a business card as well. But let me just share something with you that's been happening lately at some networking events that I find very interesting, okay? Oftentimes, there are a lot of people lately that have been saying, well, can I have your business card? I don't have a card, but give me your card and I'll come contact with you. And this is where you have to become a little assertive or even aggressive um, because it's, it's not good networking practice. So if someone says to you, I don't have a car, give me your car and I'll call you, I would not. I would not. And I would just let them know, well, you know, this is not effective networking for neither one of us because the power of follow-up falls within both of our hands. And if I can't if I can't follow up with you and I have to depend on you following up with me, then that's not a good thing, is it? And so you should let them know, how about this? How about I just let you put your name and phone number and email in my phone, my cell phone, 
and then I'm more than happy to exchange with you my contact information as well. Um, and we have to we have to remember that there are all types of networkers out there, and some of them are just interested in collecting business cards to extend their database. And I have learned that there are even people that are at networking events that are not actually business individuals, but they are employees or contractors of people who are sending them just to get names, phone numbers, and addresses. They don't actually attend the networking events because they don't care about participating or contributing. They just want what that networking event can give them. And if you guys will remember, I've talked about this type of individual, and I called them um, a sister. And I told you that Sifters are one of the most dangerous forms of networkers, right? Because they come to an event or networking meeting with one reason alone, and that is to collect business cards so they can start spamming you. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And I'm telling you the truth on this. So you have to be aware of that kind of thing. Um, so one of the most important things that you should do as you begin to exchange business cards is to make sure that you're effectively exchanging a business card. So let's just talk about that for a minute. To effectively exchange a business card is not just to receive a business card, but you also should be asking the individual, look at the card, look at the spelling of their name, make sure you know how to pronounce their name. And if they have a difficult name to pronounce, maybe you should break it down as it sounds, right? So that, that, that isn't always how it's Fail, but break it down as it sounds on the back of the card uh, so that you can pronounce it correctly when you call them. Also, ask them, how do you prefer to be communicated with, via telephone, via email, or text? Because they will tell you, they will answer that question for you, which is, which is key, right? And what's the best time of day to connect with you, Okay. Very, very important. And so I know a lot of people say, well, I don't want to ask all of that if they're handing me the car. Well, you don't get what you don't ask. You could be calling the person at 9 a.m. every day and never get an answer from them because you failed to ask them what was the best time for you to call them and come and find out that person may be working a full-time job, never at home until after 7. So you need to ask that question. That's properly exchanging a card. And then you can let them know automatically, well, the best time to call me is after 12 noon on Monday through Friday, or the best time to connect with me is via text. Um, and then you can text me and ask me if I'm available, and uh, I'll let you know or the best time to call me. So again, this is how to properly exchange business cards, but you never just take the card and then not ask them those questions because you're planning on communicating with them, right? Now, the next thing you need to know about cards that are so very, very important is that you need to also uh, ask them, would they like to have a connection call with you, right? And what is a connection call? Well, this is the same thing that I recommend in reference to social media networking. A connection call is a 15 to 20 minute call that you have with them um, so that you can both share what you do more effectively. It's sometimes very difficult to really stand there and talk to one person for 15 or 20 minutes when your desire is to to talk to as many people as you can and connect with as many people as you can. So you really only get about five 
to seven minutes per person that you're talking with. And sometimes it should be less than that, maybe three to five minutes. So again, it's very, very key, okay, that that you ask them for a connection call if at all possible. And if you can if you can schedule it that night, great, but most of the time you're not going to. But if they say, yes, I'd love to have a connection call with you, then now you've broken the ice and you have something to connect with them about, okay? Very, very important. Now, as you're also getting your business cards, there are four primary areas that you should be segmenting your business cards in. And I want to share them with you. Um, this is exactly how I do mine, and it's very effective. Um, the first area uh, that you should be segmenting is consider a prime contact list, okay? So if you're using like a, a contact uh, management system or a contact relations database, it automatically should allow you to have a tag where you're able to tag, and a tag is simply just a keyword that you're able to pull up, and everybody that gets that keyword, you can pull them all up at one time, right? So in many cases, the contact relations manager or database allows you to do this. So the prime contact, this is one segment, is interested in your product or service. They, they just come right out and told you that they're interested in what you have and they'd like more information. Um, so that's a prime contact. And these are the first people, the first tier of individuals after you have gone to a networking event that you want to contact within 24 hours. Very important. If the networking event is like in the morning, then you may want to contact that individual at some time within the same day. Okay, but customary um, twenty within twenty four hours, and the longer you wait, they 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 drop from being a prime contact, and then they just become this uh, this second segment that I want to mention to you, which is warm contact. So number one is a prime contact. That's the first segmented, and of course you would label your tag prime contacts, and then the second one is warm contacts. Now this is someone that is somewhat interested, right? They thought what you do is interested, but they didn't use the words "I'm interested in that product or service" or "your product or service," but they did show uh, attentiveness. They did show an interest, right? And, or they said that they had possible referrals. If someone says, "Well, I don't need your service, but I know a lot of people that." do or what have you, that's still considered a warm contact, okay? And then C, or number three, is general contact. Now, general contact is somebody that is not interested in your products and services at the time, okay? But they have a friendly personality and would probably refer clients if a relationship were a Established. So they are general contacts. Now, this is what you need to understand. Most of the people that you connect with at networking events are going to be general contacts. And so your general contact database is just as important. So you need to make sure you maintain that. So you have so far prime contacts, your warm contacts, and then your general contacts. And last but not least is contacts. Okay, a contact is a person that didn't show an interest. They kind of had like a cold or lukewarm personality, and they are just that. They are just a contact. They really didn't show interest in what you had at all. They didn't even smile, right? Now, 
they become a contact. But this is what you need to know. Okay, you can't discount contacts because I have had people that I've marked as a contact. And later on, as I got to know them, they told me that when they first met me, they were going through something. And so that was why they were the way they were. That was why they didn't smile that much. Or I I had an excruciatingly painful headache. And I don't even know why I came to that meeting that day because I knew better than to come because I wasn't in a good mode. So again, I've had people who are contacts go up to warm contacts or general contacts. And I've had people who were originally contacts that became prime contacts. Um, So again, this is what you need to know. There are Four primary types or types of segments, prime contact, warm contact, general contact, and then just plain contact, right? Now, what I do is I give them an alphabet, A, B, C, and D. So A is prime, B is warm, C is general contact, and D is contact. And so I really, I really have clear in my mind what each of those types of segments actually mean. And so, therefore, I'm able to quickly jot down on the back of their card A, B, C, or D automatically. And, and it's, it's become like a quick science for me now. I mean, it can happen really fast for me because I pay attention to what they're saying or what have you. So this is why it's so important when you're connecting with the individual to start off with a question because the question causes them to engage with you and it allows you to see if they are a candidate for what you have to offer. So very, very important. I hope you guys are enjoying this information and that you're, you're getting it down packed. Um, I just had a text. Someone says, can I repeat those four areas again? Okay. So I'm going to repeat um, the four questions, the four areas, segment areas. Um, A is prime contact, B is warm contact, C is general contact, and D is contact. And again, prime contact is they're interested in your product or service because they told you they were. B is a warm contact. They're somewhat interested, but they also may have referrals for you. C is a general contact, not necessarily interested, but they have a warm, friendly personality. And with relationship building, you know they would probably refer to you. And then D is just a plain old contact. They didn't show interest, didn't smile that much, had a cold or lukewarm personality. Um, At the time that you met them, they were just a contact. That may change and go back up to a general or a warm contact or sometimes even a prime contact. But for right now, that's how you've segmented them, okay? So you guys use that segmented system because it's going to help you to be effective. So the first um, person that you should be contacting after a networking event should be, A, the prime contact. They should get a telephone call from you. Um, The next would be B, the warm contact. They should be getting a telephone call from you. Uh, Individuals that are general contacts, if you don't have too many prime and warm contact phone calls to make, then you can also call some of the general contacts that you have met. C, well, they may get an email from you that says, it was so nice to meet you, Um, repeat you know, how you may be valuable to them um, and then get open up the room for them to connect or communicate more with you, okay? So again, it's important for you to 
figure out how you're going to segment. Now, this is what I recommend. You can have your own segment system or figure out how you're going to segment your networking system, but this is what has worked for me over the years. So again, um, I want to recommend something that a little bit simple for you so that you will be able to really quickly set up your networking system and get it going. Well, ladies, we've come almost to the end of the show. Don't hang up that phone yet, but I did want to just make sure that you go ahead and get involved with the 100K campaign. If you're not an actual member of Women About Biz, meaning that you've actually signed up for a minimum of our free membership, go ahead and do so today. Just go to womenaboutbiz.net and under join today, click on free membership and you will be able to sign up. And if you're not a member of our community, then make sure you get involved with that by visiting womenaboutbiz.net and clicking on community in the top white menu bar, and you will be able to join our community as well. As always, I want to thank all of you for listening to the show today and being a part of our Women About Biz community. I wish you guys so much productivity this week. I wish you abundance, and I wish you joy in your life this week. Take care and make sure you share Successful Woman Radio with another businesswoman who's looking for a positive environment. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.